Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Conversation Is podcast. I'm Charlie Pitson, and with me is... Joshy Boy, how goes it? Good, good. How are you, man? I'm good, I'm good. I'm ready. I'm ready for Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. That's what we're doing this week. Yeah. So apparently this building was, like, abandoned. I can see that, to be fair. I mean, there's... (laughs) It's just just a nice open space. (laughs) This is a good opening shot as well. Yeah. I still think the World's End's got the best opening of all three. Uh, yeah, actually, I agree. I mean, after we watched it earlier, I think that police has been more, it's been more entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Although, just him walking up to the camera going, "Police constable." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nicholas Age. So, uh, there's one thing about that narration, right? Apparently, it's not Simon Pegg. See, I, I, I dis, I disagree. I disagree. So you think it is Simon Pegg? <laughs> it has to be. In no, no, mate. Like, I mean, I think it is him. Oh, yeah. But, but that's what I mean. I've been like, told it's not, and I just, I just yeah, don't believe I d- it. I don't believe it. It sounds exactly it is, like him, just doing the kind of voice. Is. It just is Simon Pegg. So especially because like, I, I mean, he uses that, he does that voice later on in the film. Yeah. And it's just like, it's the same voice. I mean, I Googled it, and I couldn't find anything about it. So, mm. I mean, that, that just proves that he narrates it, and which makes it funnier. But him doing all these like these little close up shots of him when he's you know the like montage of all like the kind yeah. of the crazy you know, stuff the crazy he's done stuff as a, he's like the as fun a runner and yeah. like he's you know was he was something about a bicycle and a car whatever yeah <laughs> something about a bicycle and a car um and then he became like the head of the SWAT team or something like that yeah shot a cracker with a Kalashnikov yeah <laughs> oh my god this is such a funny film <laughs> it is so funny. The bit I like about the end as well is that, like, you think it's a conspiracy and he comes up with this massive conspiracy about why people were doing what they were doing. Yeah. And then they're all just like, oh, well, no, you know, we we didn't like his house, <laughs> so we murdered him. Like, yeah. And it's just like, well, so none of the conspiracy stuff. She wanted true. to sell her land for something else, so we killed her with her she is. Yeah. Sorry, she tripped. Yeah, she tripped. Well, then you're packed already. <laughs> well, then you're packed I already. fucking love that. Hi, Nicholas. How's the hand? <laughs> There's so there. many... Do you know what? We had this We had this conversation a couple of weeks ago as well. It's about um, which film is more quotable from um, Hot Fuzz and um, and Shaun of the Dead. What did we agree we on? Did, we didn't end? count the world's end because we've only... Yeah, but I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, which we should have because we... I mean, it does spoilers, get we watched it we earlier. Watched, we watched it earlier, yeah. And it is a really, really good film. It's got really, eight, really good. It's film. got an eight, it's, it's, it's got eighty nine percent of Rotten Tomatoes, doesn't it? Yeah. As well, like it's quite it's quite a highly rated film, but I just don't know why. I think it's just because there's something two about sort of it. Perfect. Like these kind of feel like it's just more of the style of the film. Like not so much like how he composes his shots and the transitions. It's just yeah. the, the style of it, and it feels like almost like a new kind of wave of Edgar Wright. Like you know, World's End and Baby Driver kind of like almost have a same feeling rather yeah, than, rather than like you know. Different cameras, diff- just different, like, it's... I mean, yeah, okay, it's a sci-fi film, so I'm guessing he's trying something yeah. a bit different. But the whole look of the films is different. But you you, you, you can feel a connection between... Sean the Hot, and Sean Hot, Hot Fuzz, Fuzz, yeah. yeah. It's just, there's just a look to it that you know that they fit together in the same, yeah. on the same universe, but... It's almost like they were filmed at the same time because they're very, very yeah. similar in the way they And work. then obviously, well, I mean, they did, he did take a big break in between, I think it was like six oh, years. Oh, yeah, of course. So he did Scott Pilgrim. Which is in why... Be, in be, like, it, dead and in between. Which is why it was so different. Because yeah, I think what he, 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 did, he did learn some different... Like, Scott Pilgrim looked different. So, yeah. you know, you're kind of used to this, like, look. 
And then obviously it changes with Scott Pilgrim and I think he carries that on with uh, The World's End, brings a little bit of this into it. So yeah. it kind of has like a mix mix and match of mm. kind of like two different styles clashing. I think that's yeah. kind of how it is. His early of, style and his later style together. And it, it kind of clashes yeah. in a way where you're not quite sure where the identity lies. Is it like, is it a solo film that somehow shares similar, you know, yeah. jokes and gags or whatever from the previous two films? Or is it the... The, you know the third film was just a little bit of a different style to it and i don't know i think that's what pushes it away from it being you know that's why it's the bottom of the list for me between yeah, all three of them i get you but yeah we watched that earlier yeah, it was a good film yeah i liked it i mean it's it's not as good as the first two but that just kind of speaks volumes of how good the first two actually are yeah. like they're pretty much perfect films yeah like I don't know as well. It's just kind of maybe the, the fact that they switch characters in a way. You know, Nick Frost, Simon Pegg. Yeah. Where like you know, Simon Pegg becomes the kind of the out of control. The fuck up. Yeah. I mean, he's not so much perfect as Sean, but Ed's a lot worse. <laughs> if you get me, you know, yeah, yeah. Sean is. You know, he's he's doing bad. He needs to like you know, sort his life out, as he says. Um, yeah, but he's be- he's but better Ed, off. Ed, he's better off than Ed, though. He's better off than Ed. Yeah. yeah. And he's not the same in this, but he's better than Danny. Like, he's a better p- police officer than Danny, you know, but it's only yeah. because he's had this kind of experience of living in London, central London, and all these kind of... Yeah, he's a like, he's like a top police officer, whereas Danny's just like, you know, he's only really in the police force because his dad's the, you know... Yeah, the fact that all of them are in the police force is asinine, but, you know, yeah, we'll get to that when, when they appear. When they appear, Because, yeah. honestly, the cast of this is incredible. But this is what I was talking about for transitions with time. So this is the this is the Nicholas Angel traveling, traveling to, to Sanford. To Sanford is that like <laughs> I remember people someone mentioning it in, in, yeah, oh, in, in a YouTube th- video about how yeah, like yeah. you know about how in a lot of a lot of films I mean it's mostly used in TV shows but in a lot of films as well um, it, they do a very lazy way of trend of like showing t- time passing and they just do an aerial shot of the city that is pasted or something yeah and then they'll just cut to the next scene and that's just how they show it but in but Edgar Wright knows how to do the whole, you know. They do that in, in feature films as well, you know. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I've seen the same video where I mean. they say it's kind of got this distinct kind for of example, style where. For example, something like Godzilla will always be just aerial shots of the city. Yeah. It will never be anything different. Or like that. a weird hard cut, and you're like, okay, why are we here right yeah, now? Yeah, what's, like, what's happening I mean, here? It's, it's fucking a big daylight outside. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it gives you a bit of jet lag just watching mm. it. Yeah, I get what you mean, because I, I saw the same video. Yeah, because there was the, the you know his phone looking at his phone and the um and the the connection going down on his phone. Yeah, and then the difference in the two taxis. Yeah, in, um, wherever wherever he is. So the fact it's a great like it's a well about a minute long sequence of just him traveling, which kind of yeah. shows like just a quick way of you know showing someone getting to their destination mm. without just kind of going okay, so we're staying in London for the first what five minutes of the film, and then the rest of the film is set in Sanford. Yeah, it needs now to seem like a long let's, a long let's, way. Show you how how long. Yeah, and, and how how, how di- just tiring how different, the, how the long journey and how was, different, and um, you know, the worlds are, how far away they he's are gone from this other. great kind of you know working job, and now he's going to come to this small village to be a sergeant, but you know he's not happy about it, and then he gets put up in that small hotel room, and all he owns is a Japanese piece lily. It's quite depressing. And the um, and the the woman at the front desk calls him a fascist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't call, she doesn't call him a fascist, but she does. <laughs> fascism, <laughs> fascism. Yeah, he cracks her. 
Ah, oh, this sequence is iconic when he goes into the um, he goes into the the pub and starts arresting all the kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like twenty second of February. When's your what birthday? Nineteen sixty nine. You thirty seven. Yeah. There's, Out. There's um, what year? Every year. <laughs> Out. When's your birthday? <laughs> Police officer. I love. Right. So yeah, yeah, we're watching the film because you know I own this. Yeah, my like thoughts. everyone probably does or should. If we don't get on that right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're we're in the infamous pub scene. There's one thing I want to mention is the little things in between where he always is constantly correcting people. But yeah. he does it so subtly throughout the film and it's just it, like... The new policeman is police officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But you don't notice it. Okay, Nicholas. Okay. <laughs> you, it's not something that kind of like pops in your head, really. Yeah, it, until you watch it, it Until you watch times, it like yeah. a million times and, you know, you, you, you come, become a bit more aware. I just say one of the best shots of this film is where he looks at the kid the braces and yeah, yeah and the light reflects off his braces into his face <laughs> it's so dramatic. i like that i like that um that face of, re- of um realization that he doesn't he doesn't want to arrest these kids but he knows he has to for the law <laughs> because you know. he never switches off he never switches, he never off. switches off he can't He's just, he can't just let job. kids underage drink like, and it's like you know. oh what time did you <laughs> when did you start <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> oh when do you start Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Well, I see you round up the whole village. <laughs> yeah. Not exactly. You've arrested the whole village. <laughs> um, yeah, the, one of the things, the twins. Did you notice that they're twins? Bill Bailey playing... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so, differentiate between them. Nobody tells me. There's, there, there's something obvious that has probably been seen on like YouTube videos and stuff, but there's the, the fact that they're reading... Uh, one of them's reading a book by Ian Banks, and one of them's reading a book by Ian M. Banks. Really? Yeah. It's like, really? it's like a little kind of like, hey, yeah, yeah. did you not know that? No. That's like one of those things you read, you're like a BuzzFeed kind of yeah. blog, and you're just like scrolling through in the night, like, oh, look, oh, 10 things about so hot dogs you didn't know, and you're like, oh my God, they were eating different books by different authors. And that's how you tell them apart. Yeah. Because when, oh, I, when I, whenever I first used to watch this, what, we were like 11 when this came out? 11? Yeah. Right. This not film's only been out for 13 years. But yeah, so. 13. Yeah, Jesus thirteen Christ. years. That's mental. I was gonna. I wanted to wait to like fifteen years, but I just couldn't wait two years to do yeah, this episode because I feel like <laughs> that's a long not. fucking time. No way. It's one of the greatest comedies, possibly my top five uh, for comedies. Not, not maybe top ten for films though. I feel like I could be in there. I think Shaun of the Dead's my top five for films in in general. Yeah. But that's only because I like I like zombie films more than I like, yeah. like cop films. I watch a lot of zombie films, so it's just like the best zombie film out there. I have to kind of like like it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because there's not many zombie films other than... There's not many zombie There's fucking loads. Really good. No, no, as in there's not many that are really, really good. There's a lot of zombie films, but they're all shit. There's so many rubbish ones recently. That's what I mean. Like, there's there's like so many bad ones. versus zombies. I think realistically, the only... Yeah. The only Where he z- kicks the baby. <laughs> Is it the baby? Or a dog? Is it a baby? I can't like they're in like a, they're in like an old people's home as well, and they're like zombies get then and he's just like. I think it might have been the dog. I think it was a dog. Yeah, yeah I think it was the a fuck dog. out of a dog. Yeah, but that's what I mean. There's no, I mean, other than Zombieland recently. Yeah. You know what? What good zombie films have there been? I mean, Twenty Eight we- Days Later. Twenty Eight Days Later wasn't even. Twenty Eight Days Later is possibly the best zombie film ever made. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. 
definitely. And it bugs me that... Um, no, actually, no. Yeah, no. I said it's the best song film I've ever made. But Dawn of the Dead, the, the remake is actually coming out quite close. Have you seen that? Yeah. Like yeah, I, I love the original, but there's something about the, the it's something about the, James Gunn wrote the script to Dawn of the Dead, uh, the Zack Snyder film. Fair play. So Zack Snyder directed a, a zombie film with James Gunn yeah. writing it. That that's I've, I've seen it right. That's pretty crazy. Can we just just a break in the conversation just quickly when he's running when he's doing his morning jog and then we're going morning sergeant. Yeah. Um. This this reminds me of um. <laughs> I don't know why every time of Captain America. What? When he's um, when he's when he's running with um with Sam with Sam yeah, yeah. Oh, he's like, on your left. On your left. Don't say that. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. So maybe actually that scene in Captain America, very iconic scene, was actually inspired Nicked, yeah. by um, maybe maybe, maybe Winter Soldier's a parody. <laughs> Winter Soldier's a parody. <laughs> Fuck fuss. It's just <laughs> do you, do you see what I do? This is what I mean, right? Do you see what I mean when I say it, it, these are not parodies? Because that's like saying, "Oh, look, like you know, well, no, it's not. Captain it's America not, took one w- one little detail from Hot Fuzz, and that makes it a parody." It's, it's not what I mean, though. Anyway, he's gone. Oh my god, who's oh gone? Oh my god, who's gone? That little turn he does. <laughs> just the, uh, why are you dressed like a police officer? One? Because I am one. So, do you, have you seen The Wicker Man? The Wicker Man, no. Have you not, not even the one with Nicolas Cage? No, no. I've seen a lot of clips. So, of like it, the, no. the Wicker Man and other stories like it is kind of based on like a police officer. Uh, I can't remember. Right. I think, I don't know if it's the original Wicker Man. I think it's the original Wicker Man is like a police officer is sitting like somewhere in like, I don't know, some island or something like that. He goes to check it out. I think a girl's been kidnapped or whatever. Yeah. He goes to check it out and. You know, there's all these kind of weird things is going on, blah blah, blah. and it's kind of towards the end, uh, they they tie him up. Well, they they kind of lock him in this giant like wicker man kind of like. Oh, I've seen style. that. Yeah, they yeah. It, They set him alight. Didn't you get like that kind of vibe from this film, where he kind of figures it all out, but then it turns out that like the whole kind of town's in oh, on yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. And you know, they try to murder him, but obviously they flip it on his ear, and he fucking survives. Because obviously it's Nicholas Angel and he's a yeah. badass, but you know they, they said, said you were good. good. They said you were good. I can't even do that. I said <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> also talking to him is an uphill struggle, eh, hey, Dad? <laughs> oh God. Oh, I get why they. I get that they subtitled it as the Andes now. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that joke was lost on me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I got the, as it as in the mountains. Yeah, I got it like on that bit, but like it's just seeing it as a subtitle now. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, it, it actually makes more sense. Yeah, it makes so much more sense. I was trying to think where the yeah, hell uphill, stri- uphill struggle. That's why. It- <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I've been around the station a few times. <laughs> oh, Doris. Fuck's sake. The brilliant Olivia <laughs> Coleman. Yeah. Oh, I adore Olivia Coleman so much. Have you seen her in Fleabag? I haven't though. I haven't. Oh yeah, I was watching. I haven't. I haven't watched. I haven't watched it properly though. I only watched that. Oh man! Like you know, if anyone hasn't seen Fleabag, watch it. It's probably <laughs> one of the greatest TV shows ever made. Do you know what I love about this film? <laughs> and it's something that hasn't been explored really that much since. Is <laughs> what life outside of the big cities is like. 
in the UK. Yeah. It's just such a like it's such a niche niche thing, you know, you could be going into like Summerfields or something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's Summerfields is such a like a, a country like shopping centre. You would yeah, never yeah. see a Summerfields in, in, a, in any big cities. It's no, always you wouldn't big, actually, it's always yeah. Tesco or Asda or you know, all these massive like supermarket chains. whereas Summerfields is something it's the kind of thing that you would only see in the, in this specific film, you know what I mean? Yeah, is, yeah. Is them going into a Summerfields? You would never see it, see that in another film because all of the other films are based. I really in thought places about that. Like I think London. I've been to a Summerfields in oh my god, years. Like whenever I go down to visit my granddad in um in Cornwall, it's literally just Summerfields everywhere. It oh, was brilliant. To be fair, there, there was one in the in the Mumbles in Swansea. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's, it's not. Just, it's, it's never big city. Not sure if it's yeah. still there now. I think it's a uh, co-op now. But there was a Summerfield mm. there. And the more you say this with Summerfield, the more it sounds like it's not a real place. Yeah. I'm starting to think, is it Summerfields? Is it Summerfields? It is Summerfields. Summer? Or summer? No, it's, it is Summerfields. It's not Summer, is it? It's S-O- as, in, as in S-O-M-M. No, is it S-O-M-E-R? Fields. Fields, yeah. Summer. Summerfields. Summer. <laughs> Summerfields. Summer. Summerfields. <laughs> yeah, so... Your dad's yeah. episode's apples. <laughs> yeah, and raspberries. <laughs> You've got a mustache. I oh, know. I know. Right, there's one thing I want to talk about as well. So, Paddy Constantine, right? Yeah. I love him as Andy. I can't remember if he's Cartwright or, or Rain White. Uh, but him as Steve. Is it Steve? In the World's End? I don't remember. Is that his, his name? name? Stephen? He's boring as Stephen, shit. He was Stephen, it, yeah. I'm sorry to say, but he's boring, he boring as shit in that shit, film. Yeah. yeah. It's sad because he's such a great actor as well. Mm. He's brilliant in, in Submarine as well. Absolute cracker of a film. Yeah. Submarine. But submarine, yeah. Richard A. Wade. Uh, I, know which, I know which one you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. No, I've, I've yeah. The I one know. that's like set in Swansea. Yeah, I know, I know which one you're talking about, yeah. Because I've heard people talk about this before. Yeah, and the soundtrack was by Alex Turner. It's like a, it's, it's, it's weird. I think Ben Stiller produced it as well. Yeah, what I don't think I, I, <laughs> he might actually be in the film. I can't remember because obviously he he if he produces something he has to just have him. He he's always got a cameo, Swansea. isn't he? He's always cameoing in films. Who was in Swansea a couple of years ago? It wasn't Obama, was it? It was Hillary Clinton. Was in Swansea, wasn't she? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure Ben is still. I know he produced it. Actually, the film is ten years old this year, so maybe we'll have to do that at some point. Interesting. Yeah. Very. That interesting. is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so Ben Stiller is in the film. Oh He's a soap opera star. Was it, filmed in, was it filmed in Swansea? I don't. I, yeah, man. Like, um, so one of the, the school that they shoot in is Bishop Gore School, which oh, is not right. a school I went to, but a school that Ashley, yeah, you, who you you know, if everyone you continue knows. to, every, yeah. everyone should know. He went to Bishop Gore School, so he went to his school. That's quite weird. That's pretty cool. Um, and Craig Roberts obviously is the star. And he is from somewhere in Wales. I don't know. Newport, I think. Might Maybe Cardiff. Like but yeah, he's brilliant in that. And the fact that it's Richard Aowardi as well, man, and Alex Turner doing the soundtrack. Yeah, The fact that you sick. haven't seen that, it's amazing. I'm going to watch it. But it's that. really Welsh. So if you can't stand like Welsh. Which, oh, listen. <laughs> listen. Right. You clearly do because you've been talking oh. to me for hours oh. and hours on end. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> don't worry. It'll be all right. I'll watch Gavin and Stacey. <laughs> Holy shit, Gemma Ch- Manly Waters is in it as well. Oh my god. So I haven't seen this film in years as well. Oh, oh my god. god, it's been a while. And uh Gemma Chan, who's in uh fucking oh, I'm in eight Captain, I'm a, Captain I'm, Marvel. 
Oh. And she's going to be in the Eternals as well. Lovely. I'm an atheist. <laughs> I think I've got a cream for that. <laughs> <laughs> right, so... As we've spoken about all the kind of trilogy films, we've spoken about Scott Pilgrim briefly and a bit of Baby Driver at some point. Mm-hmm. Spaced. I know I, you wanted to. That's the end of the episode. You wanted, you wanted, you wanted to shame me. <laughs> I didn't want to shame you. I wanted to. I wanted to. Um, because let I it be ashamed. known. I am ashamed that I haven't seen it. Definitely. So, like, you've noticed some kind of reoccurring characters, or, or, or I'm gonna say characters, but actors in actors, these films. Yeah. yeah. So you got uh, Julia Deakins. Who is the um? What's her name? The the landlady of the pub. Ah, oh, what's her name? She listed her age as fifty five, and actually, I'm fifty three. Fifty three. Yeah, her. So she's in it. Um, she's in space. She plays the landlord in that. Who Simon Pegg and Jessica Stevenson. Although I don't know if that's her last name now. I think she's married and tucked in another name. But yeah, so she was in Shaun of the Dead. She plays Yvonne. Oh. So they live together. Oh. Um. That, have you ever seen Friday Friday Night Dinner? I haven't, no. But you know the no, guy with the dog, yeah. yeah? Yeah. He's in it, but younger and like skittier and weirder. And he's like a painter, like mad, depressed kind of guy. Mm. Lives in like the basement floor. And honestly, right, it's the funniest show you'll ever see in your life. But like, you, you can see all where Edgar Wright kind of got all these kind of like editing styles of these quick, like, you know, yeah. rapid ed- editing styles that kind of show passages of time, like yeah. you mentioned. Mm. Like you, you can see it from and there, the, and the the, clo- the really like fast close up shots. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's loads of that, and there's one particular opening to one episode where. But yeah, so the Resident Evil Two, um, he's playing that on this PlayStation. And it kind of comes cool. to life, and it becomes like you know, like his he ends up being all POV kind of shots, and there's like zombies in his apartment, oh, and that's yeah. kind of came the inspiration for Shaun of the Dead. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's that. some trivia for you there. Uh, great episode, great series. You should get on that. Honestly, I definitely will now. Such a weird thing to base to have a trip like not base a trilogy around, but you know, it's the the, the fact that it's called it a trilogy. <laughs> Can you imagine? Do you know something? why it's called that? I don't know, actually. I want to know So now. there's... I will get up for you now. I mean, I know there's a Cornetto in every film, but I don't know what relevance it has for... So, there's um, a filmmaker. I cannot say his name, right? He's, he's I think he's Polish, right? So he has this trilogy called Three Colors Trilogy, which is uh, blue, white, and red. And that is kind of like one Edgar Wright's kind of like inspiration to this. So when he did yeah. Shaun of the Dead and they did Hot Fuzz... They accidentally put the whole Cornetto thing in because that was just... Shaun of the Dead, he put it in because that was his hangover cure. Yeah. But I'm not quite sure why they put it in there. I think they just kind of... <laughs> right, we thought this... We got it right. The summer feels bad. It was right, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't, I don't know why he put it in this film, but he took the inspiration for that. So when he did the third one... Yeah. He kind of thought, well, that it's kind of funny. We did three colors. It's like the three colors trilogy. How yeah, about the three flavors Cornetto yeah. trilogy? But why? But why Cornettos? Well, like I said, the first, the first. Film, I un- I understand he, the whole blue, white, and red thing. Which no, is no, cool. it's 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 the um in Shot of the Dead. He he had the Cornetto because that's what he used to eat when he had a hangover. Uh yeah, okay, right. I can understand that. Then. So that's, that's kind of what Ed eats. I'm not quite sure if Ed's hungover. I'm assuming he is. You know, he probably drinks all day. 
but that was that was kind of like a you know like a little like kind of Easter egg he put in yeah. for himself. Like this is kind of what I would eat when I'm over. I might get some cornettos next time we go. Exactly. Tesco. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that kind of started the whole thing, and and then obviously he just brought it back for this one, and then he decided to fuck it and make a trilogy. So the question is, what would your reoccurring item be? <laughs> Or in a film. Um, in a film trilogy. If you were to make three films and you were to call it the something trilogy, what would be the... Mine would probably be like... Um, oh, this sounds like a really bad influence because the films not themselves haven't received, like, you know, great praise. Uh, so, like, the El Mariachi trilogy. Right. You know, the, you know the Desperado, El Mariachi, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah. It won't be anything like that, but it would be based around kind of music. I was... so, so, kind of... Um, yeah, just three different films about people, like bands or something like that. You yeah. know, kind of like Cameron Crowe does, you know, with Almost Famous and all those. Yeah, I get you. Um, but linked. Yeah, but what would be your what would be your specific? I mean, it, it would be I don't know. The, what would be your specific item? Could it be like a no, guitar pick? I could maybe yeah, a guitar, guitar pick trilogy. Let's do a guitar. Yeah, the guitar pick trilogy. <laughs> each each, cool. each uh, guitarist and each of the bands. They're, yeah, they're different pick. different yeah. picks. Yeah, or maybe the guitars. Like a little, different. They've got a little design on the three them or guitars something. trilogy. Why not? Yeah, true. I feel like the guitar pick is a bit more like... A bit they were like Tenacious D, the Pick of Destiny. Oh, the Pick of Destiny. That appears oh. in all three of them. It's Pick of Destiny trilogy, yeah. The Pick of Destiny trilogy. The Pick of yes. Trilogy. What would yours be? Uh, I don't know. I would think something like... Summerfield. <laughs> Summerfield trilogy. No, it was a Summerfield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I was thinking like... Um, just because a lot of all three of my films will have a game of beer pong in them, and the, okay, um, so like it's like and the, the all and, American Pie. And I was gonna, uh, I was gonna say DVD films, are they? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it would have like, I wouldn't know. It wouldn't be the ball, would it? I would say it'd be the cups. All the cups would be different colors at each. Yeah, so you got blue, red, and yeah. um, green. So you'd have you'd have the the, the red, yeah you'd have the the red blue green, green. red and white for America. Because obviously beer pong is such an American yeah, it's, it's game, American you know. sport, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that actually sounds pretty good. I'd watch that. The beer pong trilogy. No, it's, I told you. It's Pong Chronicles. Pong Chronicles. Oh, yeah. That sounds like the Spider-Man Chronicles. <laughs> and then we'd have... Star and Seth we'd Rogen. Have, we'd, have, we'd have Will appearing in one of them as well. Yeah. And it'd be... It'd be, it'd be um, <laughs> pong Chronicles, The Ballad of White Bean or something like that. Oh, God. <laughs> that could be the White Cup one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, God. Oh my God, that'd be hilarious. right. Let's steer this on. Let's steer yeah, this anyway. on. So, um, how about we do uh, what we do every week, and that is rotten reviews. All oh, right, let your me, favorite. Let me, let me let me shit over all over some of these reviews. Then, come on, let me tell people how wrong their opinions are. Right. So, there's only actually 18 rotten reviews on Hot Fuzz on Rotten Tomatoes. How many good reviews are there? Does it say? Well, does it not say? So, um, top critic, fresh, 185, rotten, 18. That's not bad. That's not bad, but I'd expect it to be the... Well, a lot the more reviews? to be a lot more, yeah. As in, like, the, a lot more good reviews. So, this one's um, from Oz's World Movie Reviews, and it starts looking exactly like the film it's parodying. What film is it parodying? Um, the Wicker Man, I would say. Like I said, it, it it does start to do that. Like later on, it doesn't feel like it is, but it, it, that is definitely yeah. The, but it's more for me that is kind of like the scream of this film. You know, there's another film in, involved, but hang on, what's happened? Oh, there we go. Yeah, there there's another film involved, but I feel like The Wicker Man 
is my my main kind of focus on what, what the plot yeah. is kind of similar to. The story is nothing nothing yeah. alike. But I'd say I'd say the the reason, which is why when when I've when we've had this conversation before about parodies and stuff, the reason I think these films are so good is that because it's not the the parody is not on the nose and it's not something you go oh yeah. oh oh that's from that film or yeah. you know oh that's oh that's clearly that's clearly something from that film. It's a lot more subtle than that. And it's it's incredibly subtle to the point where you, well, I mean, you don't even really notice. Like, it's one thing I've noticed as well, um, is that it you are right in that way because they have the whole bad boys and point break being like a focus. He keeps me- yeah, Danny keeps mentioning exactly. those films. And they have that, they, they, have, the, they have that pretty cool two bit different shots. So the first one is from Bad Boys Two, and that's when uh they take on the doctor and he's like, You're a doctor, deal with it and he kinda of does that kind of like Yeah, is like, what are you like what are you thinking, <laughs> pub? <laughs> yeah, that, that that kind of those yeah. weird shots. That is that is exactly the same as how they shot Bad Boys Two and yeah. you, you know. And then they've obviously got Danny at the end, uh when he shoots, shoots up in the, shoots air, up in the yeah. air instead of shooting Frank, yeah. Which so, is okay in that case, but that, it's more self-aware then. So that but, that's, but that. that's what I mean. But it's a lot more subtle. Is that you don't you don't? I think those are the only two shots in the film, really, or the only two influ- like heavily. In, they're, they're the only two on the nose moments in the film, really. Yeah. Whereas in something like Scary Movie, pretty much every shot of that film, you're just like, hang on, this is from this film, this is from that film, this is from this film. Like you know. I think I think what I'm trying to mean is the um, the story and the plot on a parody, but. It has parody elements and things like it parodies things. You know in what? Between, Actually, I was gonna say, I, mean, I was like, gonna say it parodies it parodies genre, whereas scary movie parodies movies. Yeah, specific so movies. specific movies. Whereas this parodies cuts up, the genre, cuts them into, yeah. into a narrative that almost makes sense. Yeah, which is why this so but this is so this different. is such an original story. Yeah. It just kind of like, but it just parodies, it kind of just it parodies copy, the genre it's kind of rather like, than specific films kind of like killer bill does that you know tarantino does that yeah, a lot you know yeah. he, he he doesn't really parody he just he just no, he just kind of st- i don't want to say steals because i don't think he's stealing i think he just takes things that he enjoys maybe like just certain transitions or certain you know editing cuts certain cuts yeah. just certain certain uh color palettes you know anything like if you could take that and if you can choose it for one snippet or one shot, you know, you're not necessarily stealing because you can't really steal a shot, really. Yeah. But I think I he's just, I think he's just like, you know, saying, okay, I really enjoyed this in the film and I think I used it really well here, so I hope yeah. you enjoy it. It makes it look And better. I think Edgar just Wright does the same such, thing. Just because it's such an iconic shot, you, you see it, you're like, ah, yes, it looks like bad boys, yes, this is cool. Yeah, exactly. I think, like, I think they just kind of take that and put it in because that is the joke because they keep leading up to it and that's and what it's I said up, earlier. It kind, of, it kind of earns it as well. Every joke kind of like, everything that you, that kind of like plants its seeds for the film yeah. comes to an end. Just but like it, stuff like that. It, like, earns, you know, it earns the right to have those shots. When you rewatch film. it, you wonder why they keep, ma- why does he keep mentioning Bad Boys 2 and why does he keep mentioning Bad Point Break and obviously it kind of like helps Nicholas like you know relax yeah and that's when he becomes a bit more you know open to things and and funny and funny <laughs> yeah I like the fact that like it, it, they finally drop that joke and they're like okay fuck it we're just gonna sh- we're just gonna copy like the exact yeah. same shots and do and, and then that's because like, it earns it that's it, it yeah it's, it, it's, it feels it. earned at the end and I think that's what makes this film great and oh yeah 100% it's, it's too many things. The final, to speak. the final sequence is great as well. It takes the, the so whole, long. It's such the, a long part of a film. But I like, love that the whole third act is him turning up to Sanford on the horse with the glasses. 
It's it's a whole shootout. It's such a shootout. (laughs) The entire third act is a whole shootout. Like how how action movie can you get? Yeah. Do you know what I mean like it's like expendable? Like, <laughs> it's like love Fast and me, Furious. Love me, say that you love me. <laughs> it's like Fast and Furious Six. <laughs> when the entire like third, like last forty-five minutes is on the plane, on the run on the runway track to the plane, and then the last five minutes on the plane. Yeah, yeah, I get you. The longest in all three of the films. There's, a, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of parallels between the films. We know this. Yeah, but I notice a new one every time. And it's the the stylized shots of um, of beer being poured, or in every film. Yeah, like the ca- like really like right, the, the really cameras cool are underneath shots. the yeah, glasses. Like the cameras yeah. underneath the the glass, or like in this one where it's like it's it's you know it's a close up of the of it splashing in the in the glass. Yeah, like the cranberry juice. And yeah. the first and in um, Shaun of the Dead is when they go to the the Winchester the first time, and there's the the cool shots of it there. You know, it was a lot more after watching the World's End yeah. today, didn't you? Because oh, like yeah, every definitely. ten minutes is like another pint being poured. Yeah. But they can't. They go overboard on that film a bit. I mean, it, it works. It's just you can't explain like, it. It's just one of his kind of. Egoritisms, you know, he he just loves yeah. to have this unnecessary kind of insertion like, of a pub. There's all there's a pub in every film. I mean, yeah, but in like, the last one, there's twelve pubs. <laughs> yeah, there is twelve. Oh my god, <laughs> he went from like one to two to twelve. Yeah. He's like, fuck it. <laughs> no, there's something about it. It's kind of like the way he passes time, isn't it? You know. Yeah. He, he, but that's why it's such a it's such a great British film because it's like oh yes yeah, go to the pub it's like yes and in the way and the way he the has pub. obviously everything is sli- is always on beat yeah everything is on beat that's, yeah it's great and we well. noticed it earlier with the world's end like we don't want to talk too much about it but there's one particular um, scene when they walk in just after they realise that, that they had the fight in the bathroom yeah uh, with those teenagers. And they go to the next pub and then there's like pints lined up and they're all lined up and it's that shot where you can just see all five of them just kind of ready to sink their beers. Yeah. And they all just kind of like say these random things but it like cues with this like music that's going on yeah, in the background uh, yeah, and I'm they just kind of leave and it's just it's just incredible. I think it's when they're like slamming down the glasses they all say something as they slam on the glasses yeah. on beat. And it's just the kind of thing you enjoy. And then obviously the way he does transitions where you know he uses people or vehicles or objects or so say like mm. the cameras like dolly and pass something they'll dolly past the, like some like say like a person walking past who walk past the camera and then next minute it'll be in a different scenery yeah it's those it's those little like like that like we just saw there is the the close-up of the bottle of champagne it being uh the cork being uh everything so, every, well. every shot just kind of opens up into the next one without it just being a hard cut it just kind of it's more natural. Yeah. Do you know what I love as well is the fake outs with Mr. Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not really fake outs because he actually is a murderer. But like, but which one was him though? I don't know. Like so. Oh, it was right. the, it was the fun runner one. Because remember, he says uh, you're utilizing your skills as a fun. Actually, I don't know. No, I'm trying to think. So, what's the f- the first death was Martin Blow and Eve Draper. I know who's. I I think that might have Skinner's been... no Skinner's the second one. Skinner's Tim Messenger. Cause remember, because he um because he's not there because he's gone to the toilet. Skinner is Tim Messenger. Yeah, yeah. I b- I believe that. What so Eve Raper and Martin Blower? I think might be uh the hotel owner. What's her name? Kind of her name. Hag. Really? Why? I I don't know. I just got a feeling it's her. But see, Skinner Skinner looks um looks like the he looks like the murderer 
in every single one of the murders. I yeah, think that's, I mean, that's the I whole, mean, that's I mean, that's the whole point. point. Yeah, it, it, it is the whole point. Yeah, up, it's, it? it's the whole point of his character is that he's. Isn't do you reckon that's kind of like maybe that's like another parody then? Like, is it? Yeah, can you think I guess. Top of your head, where like he's leading the wrong trail, trying to find a murderer. But whereas it ends up, it ends up being like a bunch of people. Whereas in a lot of in a lot of like like crime films, there'll there'll be one there'll be one time where they slip out, you know, maybe slip out one bit of information that's yeah. like not very obvious. Where with his one, he's just he's just everything he says is like, oh my god, he's the murderer. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Literally every every so every bit of dialogue he has is him implicating himself. <laughs> I like this because the this is actually brilliant. Really, it's great. The, the, the whole entire like. Well, the whole size, this plot of it really fits the three-act structure so perfectly yeah. because... But you also know why that nobody else reacts to You think to about it. it, right? So when when does he accuse Skinner? Us probably... Yeah, when Leslie Teller's just been murdered. Yeah. Because Leslie Teller was fucking murdered. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Danny. So when he goes to... Um, he goes to see Skinner at the summer field and then he tries to reveal it with all the you know the officers there and then he's yeah. like pulls up his like uh trousers to reveal yeah, there's, there's no there's no uh, broken glass marks or whatever or cuts. Yeah, there's and no shit. cuts from, from jumping um, the glass. Which proves that there's more than one person, but he doesn't figure that out yet. So like he's at this point now. He's at he's at the point of kind of desperation or, you know, he's at that low big low point. Yeah. Where he's like, well, I don't know what to do now. People are getting murdered, clearly, and no one else is seeing this. I have no proof now because it's, it's you know, you can't prove that. There's no way those cuts would have healed. Do you know what I mean? He definitely yeah. would have cut his legs and shit, you know? And well, the fact he doesn't realise it. When does he realise it? It's, um... It's when, um... It's when he... When they're in the corner shop and, um... The, oh, the it's just, the, it's just goes, the one killer, no, actually. No, no luck catching, catching them killers then. And he goes, it's just the one killer, actually. And it's like, Because that wait. repeats <laughs> the whole, um, good luck catching them swans then. It's just the, the one swan, one, actually. actually. Yeah. <laughs> it mirrors, oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah, it's great. But also, just talk, talking about transition scenes earlier, um, when the rich guy... Oh yeah, um, gets gets hit over the head and oh. he falls o- and he falls over. Um, and then Simon Pegg uh, is falling into the chair. So he knocks him and down. Yeah, into, yeah, yeah, he knocks him down, and then the next shot is literally just um, Simon Pegg jumping into onto the sofa. And it's like, I like the one where brilliant. Uh, Danny says it's about to go off, and then the house blows up. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> but that's what I mean. There's, there's very, there's something, there's things in this film that are very specific to this film you don't see in other stuff, like Summerfields, him wearing a Bristol Rovers top. Yeah. It's all feel, It's all about the country and just things that you would only see in the country, and it's just brilliant. I love it. This we, is about to go off, and the house blows up, and then he's just like, yeah, disgusting. So do you know one thing we forgot to do? Go on. We forgot to carry on with rotten reviews. We did oh, one. Yeah. We got go carried. On. We got real carried away there. Right, we'll go. We'll we'll, we'll bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. Yeah, we went really far. Well, that was that was probably the longest tangent we've ever gone on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is what the film does to you, man. It, it's it's so. It yeah. can get you talking about loads of stuff. It's great. Um. So, it's fi- it's, it's fine. Really good one. Yeah. Uh. So. Oh. Okay. So this is one for you. Which is just a complete. This this will wind you up. So this is from Detroit News. Uh, it says, hot fuzz is warm at the beginning, too cool in the middle, and boiling at the end, which makes it too close to lukewarm. <laughs> I feel like people get way too engrossed in their metaphors that they end up just saying something that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's it's profound, but 
technically meaningless. It yeah. doesn't mean anything. What do you mean? It gets hot. It gets hot at the end. What do you mean? What, I'm assuming. I'm assuming mean? it's like, oh, it has a good start, but it's a bit, it's a bit too. It's a bit too. Uh, you know, slow in the middle. But why and, does, and then why the does, end, the end is so action packed? I mean, right. So I don't agree with them, but I get what they mean. So instead of going from like, you know, if this wouldn't this wouldn't work because obviously if it was if it was too cold metaphorically at the start you wouldn't get through the rest of it because you would get bored by the first 10 minutes you know so he's starting off he's starting off nice and well with the great opening shots and all that and then he got a point like throughout the middle there's there's not a lot of action i think there is though but there's not a lot of like kind of building up so it's kind of like for a film that's based on on like criminals in in the country or like crime fighting in the country. There's a lot of action. No, scenes. so what I'm saying is they do a really good build up right of the characters getting into the story and just kind of getting in there. Once it hits a story, it kind of hits like a a point. It doesn't go lower. It just stays in a straight line for quite a bit until you know the me not so much the the murder. So when you get something, maybe like you know, well, basically when Lizzie Teller gets murdered, that's yeah. that's kind of when it goes. It just kind of goes from like this straight line of kind of. I do think it gets and then worse, it, and, and then it just gets like woo, like. Just I do like, think it gets worse and worse in terms, of not like you know, as in like bad, as in like the situation gets worse and worse. I think one of the like, if I had to pick a scene which I could, which I wish I could shorten, it would be the scene we are watching right now. This might not, this might not like like link up to you know any some sort of timestamp, you know, so this could be like any time. But we're at the scene where we're about to hit the demise of Tim Messenger. Tim Messenger. Yeah. So this whole scene with this, like the was it the fair, the church yeah. fair to save the church roof, which obviously and ultimately gets pushed onto. But I think that. I think this this ramps up from the previous bit purely because um, he actually this is where he tells. Um, is it, what's his name? This is a big scene. This is an important scene. You know, yeah, you because, get, you've got because this is this is where he actually says yes, there's been a murder. Because before this, yeah. he's just been like he's been muttering it here and there, and then he goes, "No, someone's been murdered here. This was a yeah. this was a murder." And this that's is a they... kind of realization for a lot. This kind of this is kind of like the midpoint, where you know, it kind of like once once all these things happen, this once all these things lead up to this point. Now there's no going back. Yeah. So once he starts to think it's a murder, right? You're like you're right. You know, there's no way in going back. Now that's yeah. his train of thought. So like. He can no longer be kind of put aside of like, oh, these are some weird accidents that happened. And so, so far, I mean, well, two people have died, and that was just two people. Had, that three, was pe- a, three people have died at this point. Oh yeah, yeah so yeah, because uh, there's a two at the beginning. George. See the first, and two, Tim, yeah, that's and the thing, because the, um, the first two are so obviously could be an accident, right? Yeah, or like, I mean, sense, was, you know, we say he we was, say he they was obvi- drunk. There was there were no skid marks. He, he could have. Yeah, I think that's kind of way he kind of like no, you know, starts to have this inkling about it. Yeah. But obviously, this this is kind of sets in like turn of events where there's no way he can go back to the character he was at the start. He can only go further at this point. Yeah. And I think it's just it's just perfect screenwriting. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that's for. I think that's, that's what I, mean. what I, I enjoy it, more. It carries, than it. it carries on ramping up. It doesn't because. No, I mean it carries ramping up, but there there is there is kind of a, a of a steady a steadier pace, if you get me. Yeah. So like the first maybe half hour, twenty five minutes, half hour, it's it's on like, it's on like a pretty it's getting it gets higher and higher, and then it slows down a little bit, still getting higher, but just not as the same rapid speed it was. And then as soon as as soon as he hits back in Sanford, and he, as soon as he has the word morning, 
it just kind of shoots up to this like yeah it ups the ante so much where it's kind of like whoa you weren't expecting that because up, up until this point apart from the nwa meeting again it kind of just it was like a steady pace of just yeah. like oh murder and another murder but it's not saying it's good because each kind of specific scene to these murders is just so perfectly crafted mm. and I think, like, every single time, I still think it's fucking Simon Skinner who does all the murders. Like, all of them. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's, it's gotta it, be. It, 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 it looks like it's him every single time, because that's the, po- that's the point of his character, is to be like... But then, as it, they revealed, then they reveal in the meeting, like, it could have been Simon Skinner who murdered Leslie Yeah, Tiller. it could have been. And then he was the one who, like... Because, obviously, there were, like, three of them. Was it three of them? Two or three? Maybe four? Four yeah. that he used to, like, kind of get away, with, like, one head behind the tree. I think it might have just been two. I mean, two, yeah, it might have just been two. But then he would have been the one who would have had the. So he might have been the, the second one. I think he was the first one. No, because then he would he would have he would have had the cuts on him. Oh yeah, he was the first well, one. So yeah. he would have been the second one, the fun the runner. End, the reason I was Hence saying why he was fucking yeah, like, but gone. the reason the reason I said that he was the first one because I was thinking that what that had to be the the fun runner person anyway because they did a lot more running than the second person did. Yeah, true that. But yeah, you're right. If he if he was um if he was the one who jumped through the glass, he would have um he would have had a, a cut. Oh what? no! Yeah, we just we... Tim Messenger yeah, just started. Yeah, it's the one that was disgusting. Splat shots. the rat. Oh. Did you notice that poster? Splat the rat. No what? So Simon Skinner is operating a a, a game called Splat the Rat, as he's eyeing up uh, uh, Tim Messenger and I didn't uh, even notice Leslie that. Tiller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's, he's watching. He's eyeing them up while they're having the conversation because he knows where you know what's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I meant it was that. This is the first time he goes after the killer as well, or the because he can. Yeah, because it happens. Because the other two, the other two deaths happen when and he's like not there. Like I said, there. like the, the, you know, as soon as he has a word, like so, I th- I think all these deaths were linked. The, the, it was a, it was a murder. That's it. This is when yeah. the, this is when the story. This you know, is where it ramps up. There's no yeah. there's no going back. Yeah. I love it. I fucking love it. Because he goes now. Let me get this straight. Are you saying this is a crime scene? Let's do another one. Yeah, go on. And another one. Okay, so from a movie based on the stunted me- uh, me- metal development and perfect action time of American crime fighting picks, Hot Fuzz has a surprisingly little idea of how to get to his point or when. So it's kind of the same the same complaint as the other one. Yes, almost, but at uh, the same kind of yeah. Although the first one was a bit. Stupid. I think this is fast from the Denver Post. Everything in America is more fast paced. Yeah, everything's fast. You look at you look at you look at this. You look at this. Look at ten coming out. In look three at years, look at basketball know? for example. Basketball's very fast paced. Hockey. It does. Right, it hockey, goes yeah. backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. There's Tennis. no time to think. Beer pong. Beer pong. There exactly. we go. No, I mean, there's there's obviously a clear difference between you know these films. I mean, obviously the setting where it's set, you know, yeah. the US. There's a lot more proper action and shit, as they say. Yeah. Um, because you know, guns are legal there, and every cop hold, uh, has a gun as well. Has a tool. I know this is this is a cop film. This is the only kind of reason this film works because if it was any other kind of action film like the set in Britain, it would either be a kind of like gangster flick. Yeah. But this is the kind of first. This is the kind of first and only film that I've seen. That That's why it's so unique because most crime films, because most crime is in the cities anyway. Yeah. People associate. You know, you wouldn't hear about a crime film that's being based in some Christian village in you know, in the middle of uh, middle of America. You know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. It's in the in the middle of nowhere, like you know, with like ten people living in it. So basically, or, right? Or for example, in you know, say in in Wales, if you know one of the, one of the the tiny little villages in Wales, you wouldn't see you wouldn't see a crime a crime film be set there because that's not where crime is. Crime is in like London. Crime is in Cardiff. Crime is in the big cities. Like yeah, you know what I mean? No, I will, so like I was saying, like I just I was just googling just now, like how heavily based on the plot of the Wicker Man this film is. Yeah, does it say anything? Well, it, I haven't found anything about this, but there's definitely the, I, there's definitely the kind of similar thing because it's kind of like a that's kind of like a folk horror. The Wicker Man. Okay. This is, this is kind of similar. You know, there's kind of like um, you know, sorry, oh, police officer, same thing, police officer. Goes to a, a, a kind of island. I think it. I can't remember what it's called. Goes to a remote island, summer isle, to investigate the disappearance of a young girl, Rowan Morrison, who we, um, of whom he received an anonymous letter. Um, and he's a devout Christian, so he, he kind of goes to this kind of like island. Yeah. And it's kind of similar things. So like he goes from London to this kind of new, like you know, the country. It's something completely somewhere new. different. Him, Everyone's yeah. weird, you know, and. In the end, they try to obviously kill him, but obviously Nicholas Angel gets away. Yeah. Um. And in that film, they burn him similar, alive. Similar, similar to Get Out. <laughs> yeah, there's another. Like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Get Out is kind of the same. You know, it all kind of comes from that. I mean, it could this could come from something else. I don't know. But when I think of this film, I just instantly think of that. If you were to refer it as a parody, Get Out, Get Out's inspired by um by World's End. Is it? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but. I mean, okay. You, uh, now that I think of it, you might have, you might, I might be changing my mind on the parody front. Really? Yeah. I'm, um, and now that I think of it, like the world's end is clearly invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, I get you. Um, Shaun of the Dead is clearly Dawn of the Dead and and other 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 George O'Mara films. Early yeah. um, zombie films. Yeah. I can't say exactly what it is because I've, I've only seen a few, but Dawn of the Dead is probably the closest. I mean, but that's just kind of like basing it off the name. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, in that sense, yeah, it is a parody, but it's created it's created its own story from the. It's basically but you the see, same plot, but different. But you see what I mean by it's, it's, it's definitely more subtle with it because it's more a parody of the genre, less about a specific film. Yeah. In that it's like you know with, with um, like I said, with stuff like Scary Movie, everything you see, you'll be like, oh yeah, that's from that film. Yeah. Oh, you know the um the story of the you know the the guy with the with the ghost ghost face mask on. Oh, that's clearly from Scream. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, that's true. Yeah. Okay. No, I think we come to a, a conclusion on that on that yeah. discussion, and with that, we should do an, one more final rotten review. Rotten review. Ooh, give me a good one. Give me a really good one. I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen the um? You've seen Grindhouse. I have, but I don't remember any of it. So, do you remember the fake any of the fake trailers that they made? Um, so they had the machete, hobo with a shotgun, all these no, kind of like these fake trailers, and they ended up making both of those films. Anyway, the Edgar Wright directed one called Don't, right? Which is a Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, uh, baseball, uh, a few others, and it's kind of like they go to this haunted house and it's just kind of them saying Don't, Don't, Don't every five minutes. Right. So, but like this, this was going to be the the review, but. Um, it's, there isn't a scene in Edgar Wright's Hot Fuzz that is deliriously funny as his minute-long contribution to Grindhouse. But since you haven't, or don't remember, don't, you don't remember that. We'll do, we'll do another <laughs> one. Um, 
Serpico meets the zombies at high noon as Peg and Frost take a stab at the mock buddy cop movie with some funny lines but overall mixed results. That's from Monsters and Critics. Mixed? How can you say mixed results though? Really? I think the film's pretty consistent with how it how it does its stuff. I think they're still referring to maybe American action buddy cop films where yeah, you know. They're either straight-up dramas or straight-up comedies. There's no in-between. I think this nails that like like that line between, well, you know, a drama and a comedy. Yeah. But even in, even in um, scenes like this where he's chasing, after Leslie Till has been murdered and he's chasing him through the, um, the right. garden shop, um, even, you know, even stuff that's as serious as this, um, where he, when, when he's jumping over stuff to get to the guy quicker... Yeah. He's doing these really exaggerated, like, you know, oh, the Hollywood, yeah, yeah, Hollywood yeah. action flips and dives and stuff like that. So it's still got a, an element of comedy to it and an, an element of a parody to it because you can see, st- you know, it's more ridiculous and more exaggerated than how it would be in, a, in, a, in another action film. So it makes, yeah, it, yeah. It makes it r- look ridiculous. No, you're I mean? right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, you're right. Murder, murder. Change the fucking <laughs> record. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. <laughs> oh, my God. It's one thing I want. To, well, there's one more thing I want to talk about before we wrap up this episode, and it's Edgar Wright's new film, The Last Night in Soho. What's it about? Do we know yet, or is it like? So I don't think because I don't know anything about this film really. I just want to talk about what you may think it could be about. Um, I was gonna find, see if there's a. I, th- I believe there is a, a short premise on it. Um, give me a second. So, this is kind of basically what it is. A girl goes back in time to the 1960s in London. Very strange, but go on. So, that's that's basically... That's it, man. That's the de- that's the only details of it. I like that, though, because that's... that's it's a time travel... That's, it's apparently that's a time unique. travel horror, mysterious, uh, mysterious time travel twist. Why would you say that? Why would you mention it's a twist? Maybe it's a time travel twist, so it's not what you think. I'm wondering how he's going to do that. It like, sounds unique because though. this is this is kind 1960s of 1960s in London. It's the, it's not the kind of thing that you'd expect. Oh yeah, I want to see what the 1960s were like in London. But then when you think about it, it's like well that would be pretty cool to see that. Yeah, it's not um, something you'd think of immediately. I'm just curious because obviously we've seen we've seen Edgar Wright tackle zombies. We've seen Edgar Wright tackle action buddy cop. We've seen Edgar Wright tackle like alien invasion. We've seen him yeah. tackle comic book movies and anim- animated. We've also seen him ta- uh, tackle kind of another kind of action movie with just car chases and stuff like that. So it proves yeah. he knows kind of what he's doing in, in respective genres. And this is kind of something I'm excited about purely because if it's, it's, it it's, says featured, horror. it's time travel. And it, it says horror. That's and the thing that it's intrigues supposed to be like me like the a, most. I thought it was supposed to be a psychological thriller, but I guess that is pretty much like horror anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. It comes up this year and there's no details whatsoever. I'm, I'm expecting it to come out maybe... Uh, October or something like that. Yeah. I don't think it has a release date. 25th September 2020. Fair play. That's still pretty that's still quite a long time then. The uh, cast is pretty good. So you got uh, um Anya Josephine Taylor-Joy who was in The Witch, uh, the Robert yeah. Eggers film, and the she was in, she was in Split and, and Glass. All right. Uh you got Anna uh you sorry, you got Thomasin McKenzie. Mhm. Who if you, well, you, we haven't seen it yet, but she is in Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Um, Matt Smith, Doctor Who himself. Mm-hmm. 
That's pretty cool. Diana Rigg. Dean Diana Rigg. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrence Stamp. You might recognize him from a lot of things. Uh, he's in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. He's a uh, Supreme Chancellor of Valorum. Oh, he's in, yeah. He's in Yes Man. He's in loads of stuff, dude. Uh, you know, he, he recognize his face. Yeah, I recognise his face now that you showed it to me. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known. I imagine him. he's playing some sort of villainous role because he kind of looks like a villain. Yeah, but yeah. So, uh, I'm, uh, are you excited for that? You know, I'm wondering just kind of. Yeah, I reckon it's what, be what good. the what's the plot going to be? I mean, okay, so uh, a young girl goes to the 1960s. Well, I don't really know much about the 1960s in, in London, London, if I'm being honest. No, so I, I don't know. know. No, I, don't I mean, know I'm sure if I saw a film in it, I'd be like, oh, that's pretty cool. But like, I'm trying to think if it's going to be in the uh, kind of similar vein as like. Green Room. You watched that film? Green Room. Oh, mm. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. I've lived Imogen Poots, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. That's kind of like, I'm getting that vibe and I, I like that film, but I like I don't know. I, I wonder what he's going to do because it, it's interesting to see him do a time travel film and how how his way of time travel works. Yeah. I don't imagine it's going to be as complex as, you know, stuff like Back to the Future and, you know, uh, well, see, see, the problem with stuff like Back to the Future is it gets so complex that um, there's always going to be one massive, massive plot hole with it. Yeah. Or there's yeah. going to be one massive problem there where you're just like, wait, hang on, none of this works. None I of feel it like work if, like I this. feel like if he kind of shortens it down to this, it's not so much like... He needs to try and keep it simple. Yeah, keep yeah. it simple. Like, maybe it's a fucking phone box or something like that. I'd be happy with that. I wouldn't even say that. I would say, I would say just <laughs> if like... If finds an old phone box, just kind of takes like, it back in time. Just just do it and don't explain it. It doesn't need to be explained. Like, See, I, I see. I think he's going to do... He'll do some sort of fantasy element where it would look like it could be something like as simple as a, a... You know, like an old London phone box. A girl yeah. steps inside, accidentally... You know, she presses the number... Um, and she has to come back to the 60s in London. It's kind of like Midnight in Paris. Maybe he's like, oh, to like Midnight in Paris in a way. Who's, who's, um, who's... Because that's a pretty way of going, a good, good way of going in time. Remember in Midnight in Paris when he gets picked up by that kind of, uh... Who's playing the girl? Anna, Anna Taylor-Joy. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, so. I mean, there's two of them. I don't know which one is the, um, a Thomas and, Thomas and, I can't remember her name. Um. I, yeah, I think there's two leads, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, yeah, about now, now that you've mentioned it. With that, I think that's a perfect ending for this episode of the Conversation Is Podcast. Check us out on Facebook at Conversation Is Podcast. Same on Instagram and on Twitter at TCI underscore Podcast. I've been Charlie Pitson. I've been Joshy Boy. We've been doing hot fuzz. And we'll see you again next week. Goodbye.